Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine-to-five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel like you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. As many of you know, this podcast was just a 4 a.m. idea in preparation for a school project. Now it is a way that I get to spread my voice and help other teens create the best habits for their life. I want to hear your voice too. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's all the tools you need in the app or on their website. And my favorite part is that Anchor distributes your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. You can make money from your podcast too. It's everything you need, and all you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. I have a super exciting guest here today. I have the Megan Gallagher, who is a TEDx speaker. She is a author. She is a pretty much a mental health content creator all over Instagram. If you haven't seen her Instagram, I don't know where you are, but go check her out right now. So Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sammy, for having me on. Yes, of course. I know I gave you a brief little intro, but can you just give my listeners a little bit more into what you do, who you are as a person, and talk a little bit about the journey, how you got to this point? Yes. So for those of you listening, my name is Megan Gallagher. I'm a 25-year-old, two-time TED Talk speaker, four-time bestselling author, After Buzz TV host, and I'm also a writer for Restyled Magazine and Meditation Magazine, and I run my own wellness podcast and also a blog. I wear many hats, and I'm just extremely passionate about speaking and writing and blogging and creating content, whether it's YouTube or Instagram, just really everything focusing around living your best life and mental health and Especially, you know, growing up in our generation, I think it's so powerful to have these types of conversations, mm-hmm. not just because of COVID or anything else, but our generation, you know, struggles so much with depression, anxiety, and body image issues and just not feeling good enough. So I feel very, very grateful that my own struggles have inspired so many people. And I feel grateful that at 25, I've come out on the other side and I'm in a much better place mentally. So I just feel very grateful. A hundred percent. And I think that we honestly like drive really well because like what you said, literally, I'm like the passion of the same things like content creation, YouTube, podcasting, all that fun stuff like that, writing, like that's just like where I'm at right now. And so what sparked you to sort of get into all this, I guess, like call it personal development stuff, right? And lifestyle stuff. And talk a little bit about your TEDx talk and like why you decided to talk about anxiety and like why you started to be vulnerable about that and open up and, you know, inspire others with your story. Yes. So 
I would say my journey with mental health began as young as I can remember. I have moments that I can think back on in middle school, high school, and just, you know, post high school and college where I felt very anxious. I felt uncomfortable all the time. I felt just never good enough in my own skin. And that's something that I still have moments as an adult where I scroll on social media and I can feel the thoughts starting to compare my life to other people's lives. And I'm just like, hold up. No, you know, we don't go that way. That's not okay. But it's just really, 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 really powerful when we become aware of our feelings and our thoughts and our actions and how they all influence each other. So I specifically feel that when I was 14 years old, freshman year, high school, it was 2010. I mean, my whole life, you know, I've always had anxiety. I was always like anxious and I never felt comfortable. For me, that was my normal. That was my just normal of how I lived my life. And when I was a freshman in high school, I had my first real panic attack and I still remember it like it was yesterday. And I remember I was sitting in my English class. The teacher was talking about the book, The Odyssey. And, you know, we were going over just this book and I all of a sudden felt super hot, sweaty palms. I felt very uncomfortable and I had to ask my teacher, can I go to the bathroom? And then I, you know, ran off and it's just that moment kind of perpetuated for me the next three years. I was having up to 20 panic attacks a day. I would call my mom all the time from class, you know, under the desk. And I would just say, I need to get out of here. I feel like I'm dying my eating habits, it affected every area of my life. And for me, high school, it was a really good experience. But on the inside, you know, I really, really, really struggled. And I felt so alone in my struggle. So for me, you know, now being this adult, I really never thought I would get to this place to be totally honest. I worried so much when I was younger, I was like, Oh, my gosh, how am I going to be a functioning adult? you know, am I going to be okay? How am I going to have a job like my anxiety, but it's just so full circle because I've come out on the other side, you know, it took work and it took wanting to feel better. So I owe so many people and things that credit, but yeah, I never really thought I would get to this place in my life to be totally honest. That is so powerful. And I thank you for sharing that because I think that obviously like social media and just like honestly, society in general nowadays is turning into this highlight reel that only shows the good. And it's like, you know, sometimes like I'll pop on a podcast and I'll talk about like my mental health journey and people are like, wow, like no one's ever shared something like that before. And I'm like, why not? You know, it's like, it's not like I'm the only one who's ever gone through it before. You know, it's not like this crazy thing. It's like so many people are dealing with it. Thank you for that. What are some of your things you did that sort of helped you to heal in a sense, right? And sort of, you know, help you begin that journey of like, yes, I have anxiety. Yes, I have this thing in my life that may be an obstacle at some points, but how do I manage it in the way that I can sort of live my life the way I want it while still dealing with this thing? That's a great question. I would say one, I just became super self-aware of my feelings. And I had reached the point where I knew that I needed help. I mean, I did not know scientifically what was going on with me. To me, I just thought this is how everyone feels like the fast heart rate, the sweaty palms, 
you know, having to go to the bathroom like four times in one class period. I really thought that that was how everyone felt. And I did not know that like, it's a real like condition. I just thought, no, this is how I normally feel. I always feel, you know, super just overthinking and shaky. And I didn't know there was another way to live life. So for one, I knew I needed help. I really just came to that conclusion because my grades were slipping. My eating habits were really abnormal and my social life was okay. But I was just so afraid of, you know, having other people see this side of me where I was having these episodes, I would call them. And I genuinely like for real, I thought it was a stroke or like a heart attack. I did not know what a panic attack was. And I just, you know, I called it the episodes where it would come and waves and then it would go away and it would come again and go away. And I just would sit through class and just literally like pinch my hands in my sweatshirt pocket and kind of just wait it out. But yeah, it just reached a point where it was affecting every area of my life. So I had to get help. So I remember towards the end of freshman year, and this had been almost a year of just having all of these panic attacks and suffering alone. And it was really exhausting, but it was crazy because towards the end of freshman year, I remember sitting my parents down after school one day and we were just hanging out. My sister wasn't home yet. So I knew this was the right time to just say something. And, you know, I will never forget it. I just said, mom, dad, you guys, can I talk to you for a second? And they were like, okay. And they turned off the TV. And I just remember, literally, I like gulped, my hands were shaking, but I, you know, I kind of just poured it all out. And I cried a lot. And it was very scary. But I just will never forget the feeling of how liberating it was to really like ask for help and to really just put myself out there. And to just, you know, be that person that I was like, you know what, I have to take this step in order to really like reach the next level of my life. For me, it was that moment. And then after literally the week after I had my first therapy session, and then for the rest of high school, you know, my grades got better and I did the best that I could. But I really think that things happen for a reason because you know, high school academically, I love to be honest about that. I did not do great academically, but I really feel that things happen for a reason because I think that I was meant to like, you know, go through that at that age. And now I can, you know, speak at high schools and colleges and really resonate with young adults about my story because yeah, you know, I just know that so many people struggle yet they don't feel comfortable or they don't know how to ask for help. Yes, no, 100%. And that is a great segue into my next question. But before I ask it, I just, you know, is sometimes like so scary to like admit to yourself or to your parents or to any of your loved ones that like you are going through this thing and that like you need to like just break down and like ask for help because sometimes it's like, you know what? No, actually, like, I feel like I'm capable enough to deal with it on my own when in reality, you really aren't that capable, you know, of doing it on your own because like not everything is meant to be done, you know, on your own. So I want to ask, like, what is your best tip for someone who's like really struggling, but they just don't want to tell anyone because they're afraid they will look like they're weak or they'll look like they can't, you know, they're not self-sufficient enough or they're not responsible or stuff like that. 
Oh my gosh. I would say my best tip for anyone who is just feeling stuck or they don't feel comfortable, they don't have that support system. I would say one, just admitting it to yourself or, you know, just writing it down on paper, journaling your feelings and your thoughts is a great first step because, you know, you can feel comfortable and safe and you're the only one looking at it. I would also say that there are so many great free resources where you can text a therapist, you can have a live chat room. There's so many blogs and hotlines where it's, you know, literally for free. It's so affordable. You know, it's right there for you. So I would say be smart and go online and find resources or centers or places near you. Also, really talking to someone you trust. It doesn't have to be a parent. It can be a school teacher. It can be a counselor, a nurse. It can be a sibling, a babysitter, guardian, someone that you just know is going to have your back and you feel very comfortable speaking with them. You know, just really making sure, because I think that is honestly one of the worst things in life is to feel that you are alone with anything you're going through, whether it's mental health issues, an addiction, anything. You have to really, really, really realize that you are not alone and that someone has been through what you're feeling and you will make it out on the other side. And there's such, you know, a freedom in that feeling. So, you know, people listening, you can DM me, you can reach out to me on Instagram. Like I really do answer. You can email me. Even though high school was a very long time ago, I still, you know, remember so many moments and vivid memories. So I really have a big place in my heart for anyone doesn't have to be a teenager, but anyone who just is struggling or is in that dark place, because I have really been there. But you know, now I've come out on the other side. So I really have that empathy. Yes, yes. And I think that, you know, for me as well, like if anyone listening here needs anything, like my DMs, I always say it, my DMs are always open. I think it's so important for people to feel like they have someone, you know, even if they don't know them personally. It's like if you just knowing that I think sometimes it's even better if you don't know them personally, because it's like, okay, like they're not in, in my life. So they can sort of have like a better perspective on like what's happening because they're only listening to like what I'm saying. So um but I want to ask because honestly, I'm very curious because I'm 19 right now and I've just sort of started learning about entrepreneurship, if you would call it. And I want to know for you at 25, how did you get into doing your own thing, speaking and writing all that stuff like that? And like, why did you decide to pursue it as like your full-time thing? Well, when I was... 18, graduated high school, moved down to LA, and I did two years of community college. I knew that I always was fascinated by science, biology, and psychology. So I knew I was going to study something in that field. But I reached two years and I realized that I was so unhappy. It felt the same way in high school where, you know, I would just, and once again, I'm saying this, I'm not encouraging this, but this is just how I really, you know, felt. I always knew I was born to be an entrepreneur. I always, you know, in high school, I would stare out the window and just daydream about this dream life of just traveling and being creative and making things. And so it had reached two years in community college. And I was like, wow, um, you know, this is so not for me. It does not feel right. I'm not happy at all. So. I literally just remember calling my parents one day and I 
just said, you know, mom, dad, I love you guys so much, but I am not happy. And I just know in my heart, I'm meant to be a speaker. I'm meant to be on stage. It's just where I belong. I love creating and doing anything, TV hosting, all that stuff. So I, you know, literally just made that decision. And then they said, okay, like we love you. We're going to support you. So for about the first two or three years, they supported me financially. And I feel very lucky. And they allowed me to, you know, really just dive headfirst and to just make it happen. And then over time, I became financially independent. And it was just really, really, really such a blessing. And I feel lucky. But I also just, I would say that number one tip is just making it happen. Like don't overthink it. Don't compare yourself to other people. I think the biggest dream killer is when you sit around and you start thinking, oh, well, how did he get to that level? And it's just probably because, you know, they just started, you know, you can't sit and think, oh, well, no, it has to be like that. And I don't know. And you just take action and you literally just keep on going and you just make smart choices and you network. And I think it's a mixture of things, but I also feel like things happen for a reason. So whether something works out now or it happens in five months, I really feel that just remembering things happen for a reason. And I'm not really religious, but I do believe that there is just a way that things happen in the world and to not get discouraged. Because for me, you know, getting to the place where I am now, it took years, it took seven years, and I'm still not where I want to be. Like, you know, as a motivational speaker, 25 is really young. So for me, it's like, I have so much ahead of me and I have so many goals and dreams and aspirations. So I, I don't know. It's, I also think I have a lot of inner drive. Like I really think that I owe a lot to my parents because they really taught me hard work and what it means to be on time, to be present, to be poised and really to show up. And I, I think when you want it bad enough and when you know that it is possible, like when you tell yourself, like for me to get to the Tony Robbins level, it is possible. Like it's fully possible. And just allowing your mind to realize, of course it's possible. You start to notice, I think things just happen and work out in your favor. So keeping a positive attitude, just making it happen, hustling, you know, building a social media profile, it all will work itself out. Yes, for sure. And I think that like you said, like, I just see that other people have succeeded in this area. And I'm like, okay, so it's possible for me too, you know, and just sort of like honing in on that and being like, okay, like, I'm here right now. Like, what did they do when they were here? And like, okay, so like, let me do that. You know, let me do X, Y, and Z. And maybe it's not in the same order, but I'm going to do sort of the same things that way, you know, but obviously tailored to like my own needs and stuff like that. So I think that's very, thank you for that. I appreciate that. That was sort of like a selfish question, but it was good. I want to ask you because, you know, mental health disorders are something that just sort of sticks with you every day, all day. What are some of your like morning, like midday night routine type situations that really help you to sort of set yourself up for the day or wind down that allow you to sort of get out of your head and make sure that you're just in the right state for where you need to be? I would say I like live for morning and nighttime routines. That's my favorite thing ever for my morning routine. This is something I do every day too. Just, I mean, including the weekends, like I wake up early, even on Sundays. So I would say one, 
every single morning I'm up at 5 a.m. And I love to do some breath work. That's the first thing I do is I just get myself out of bed. I have a yoga mat, you know, next to my bed. I lie on the ground and I just do breath work for 30 minutes. And to me, that is, you know, just like really deep breathing to kind of get, you know, into my body and to get present and focus. And then I also love to just do some journaling. So I'll, you know, take out pen and a paper and I'll just journal immediately how I'm feeling that morning and, you know, really checking in with myself and thinking, how am I feeling? You know, what's going on in my life? What do I need to get done today? How can I be the best Megan possible? And I really love to just, you know, check in with myself. And then I like to have a large water bottle filled with warm water and lemon and raw honey and just squeeze it together, drink that on an empty stomach. And then I love to do green juice. So I have a juicer here in my apartment. So I'll do either cucumber juice or celery juice. And I'll just drink that on an empty stomach to really get my system going. I also love to make smoothies. I'm a huge health nut and I love kale and chia seeds and yogurt, anything like cacao powder, just to make it super healthy and filling. And then, you know, after I typically, depending on, you know, what's going on the day, because every day looks different for me, I either do a workout and maybe I'll go on a run for an hour. I'll do a virtual Zoom Pilates class. I will just do yoga kind of intuitively, you know, how my body is feeling. And then after I work out, I'll shower, hair, makeup, and then I check all of my emails and texts. For me, the morning routine is so important because, you know, it sets up your day for success. And I personally always feel better when I wake up and I do what I want to do instead of like just scrolling. I always feel like that's the worst way to start your day. Like you'll just, you'll never feel it's just, yeah, I don't, I, I avoid that. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And I think that for me, like I'm an early riser too. And when I, you know, first started like having like a structured morning routine, I guess you can call it. It really transformed everything for me. And I just like, I've continued it ever since. And it's just been so wonderful. I want to know. Like nighttime routine. Oh yes. Share it, share it. <laughs> oh, my nighttime routine. I mean, once again, you know, every day looks different for me. Sometimes I'm working on pieces for magazines. Sometimes I am doing Instagram lives. I also balance just my social life and being a human being. So whether that's hanging out with friends or having people over for dinner, also traveling. So typically, and I like to keep a consistent schedule, even if I am traveling, I think consistency really builds, you know, success. So every single night at 6 p.m. I'm done for the day, like emails, everything goes off. And then I love to wind my day down. So I'll have dinner. I love cooking. So I'll cook some dinner. I like drinking tea. I turn off all electronics. I'm not really a big TV person. You know, I love just reading a book. I love journaling. I love doing yoga, going for a walk, you know, anything. And then every night by 8:45 p.m. I'm in bed like everything makeup off just like ready to go to bed. It's very organized, but to me that's how I function best is getting enough sleep and feeling really well rested. I think I love the routines because it makes me feel super confident. Like it makes me feel 
really organized and very prepared. And that's how I feel like my best self. Yes. No, seriously. And I'm such, such an advocate for routines, even though it doesn't look the same as it used to. I'm still just like, I'm so forward. I'm really trying to get back into like more of a healthier routine because right now it's like I get up and like, then I like run to Duncan, then I come back and then I'm like, you know, just like scrambling all over the place. I'm trying to like get back into my routine that I had before where it was like, you know, get up at 5.30. And like, I mean, I used to get up at like, what, like 3.30 in the morning, you know, and start my routine then. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. Well, because I started school at 7.30 in high school, right? And so I, I had like drive to the gym and drive back and all the fun stuff like that. So that is sort of, I need like a few hours just, you know, to do that. But nowadays it's like, because I'm in college and because it's like, all online, it looks much different. So I'm not really leaving my room that much, which means I don't really have to get ready or like go out, you know, like go places as much. So it's very interesting to have, you know, to sort of develop a routine now. But I want to ask you going back to sort of like the entrepreneur type situation, like, how did you learn about entrepreneurship? How did you know about it? And how did you sort of figure out what you wanted to do that could really help you, you know, make money and just like grow your personal brand? I just personally have felt that I always was born to be an entrepreneur. I think the telltale signs, I really was not personally invested in academics. I, you know, really had no interest in anything they were teaching in school, except for PE. I loved moving my body. Like I just, it was certain things, you know, for me growing up when I was in high school, Every single day, I would rush home just to catch the reruns of The Ellen Show. I loved The Oprah Show. I loved Rob Deerdeck's Fantasy Factory. I loved all of these shows I really, really, really resonated with. The Buried Life. I loved, you know, all these fun shows about creative people who kind of paved their own path in life and really, you know, did it themselves. I think for me, it just has always come naturally. But I would say when I started my business at 18, you know, I just dove head first. In my situation specifically, thankfully, my parents could support me financially when I was just getting started. But I just made it happen. Like I did not know how to do anything. I just taught myself. I went online, made business cards, taught myself, made my first website. And then I would go around to Whole Foods and put my business cards up on the community boards by the bathroom because I thought that would be a good idea. Like I just kept on going. And I think that's a key part is never being too humble because one thing that I've really learned is no matter what level you get to, even Oprah Winfrey, you know, you still have to work really hard. It's not like, oh, I've reached, you know, this level so I can just chill and there's people to do things for me. No, it's like quite the opposite. Like you still have to hustle and to work really hard and you may have more money. You may have a bigger house. You may have a nicer seat on the plane, but you still have to work really hard and you have to make smart choices and, you know, still manage your budget. You can go up, but it just never changes the mindset of like hustler. Let's make it happen. So but yeah, you know, I remember just running around. I would put my business card anywhere I would go to PTA meetings. I would find them online and just show up in person and give out my business card. I would just literally find people online. I would send hundreds of emails every single day. I would go to Barnes and Noble and I would read magazines. 
And I would, you know, find out who the editor is. And then I would send them an email and write down their email address, pitch myself. I just literally, you know, kept my eyes on the prize and I just made it happen any way I could. It took time, but eventually it really worked out. And I think you just have to have thick skin and just persevere. Like, it does not matter if someone tells you no, you just keep going. If one thing doesn't work out, there's always another way and another door will open. And I feel like when you have that mindset that everything is happening just as it should, and just because that door closed doesn't, you know, something else can happen. When you keep on believing that, I feel like it keeps on happening. And I believe that you just make it happen. Like, especially for people listening, like you, Sammy, like you're so young and you have so much potential and you're such a great host and your talent is extraordinary. And, you know, it's also awesome because in today's world, anything is possible over social media. It's not the typical 80s, 90s, early 2000s where you need an agent and you need this. There's so many people who don't have an agent and a team of people, but you don't even need that. Like social media, you can make money having a lot of followers and you can grow your following. So I think it's just the times we live in, anything is possible. Yes, yes, I definitely agree. You know, and I think that that's the biggest thing. It's like people are like, yeah, no, I'll do it in, you know, a new year from now or in five years from now. But it's like, no, it's like it's so much better when you could just do it right now, you know? So I want to ask you, what is your biggest piece of advice for that young Megan who was like suffering in high school and just didn't really know what was going on with her? As long as you work hard and as long as you trust your gut feeling and just everything will work itself out and to not worry and to just like this too shall pass. Because I think when you're in the midst of a struggle, whether it's depression or anxiety, or especially right now, you know, COVID seems like we're on a never ending merry-go-round ride. And it's for people, you know, it's driving them literally crazy and it's horrible. And it's, you know, for people who have anxiety, it's torture. It's awful. It's every day on the news. It's like, when is this going to end? When is this going to be over? For a lot of people, for myself included, it's just reminding yourself that this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you know, I don't know what a new normal is going to look like, but things will get better and they always do. And it's just keeping that positive attitude, no matter what season of life you're in and no matter what is going on in your life, I really feel like you can't go wrong. If you have a good heart and you are positive and you, you know, show up on time and you're just have a good energy and you really work hard. I feel like literally anything is possible because you know, if you think about it, like the people that we all look up to, whether it's Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, whomever, they all started somewhere. For a lot of people, they did not grow up in families with a lot of money. Just reminding yourself that every single person that you see started somewhere. And you know, what we see on Instagram, it's literally just a highlight reel. So I think keeping in mind, you know, when you're seeing this person doing all these amazing things, One, you know, it's just spreading kindness to that person because success should be rewarded, but also remembering, do you know them in real life? Have you met them? Because you don't want to judge yourself or other people and you don't want to come to conclusions and, you know, kind of drive yourself crazy trying to think, oh my gosh, you know, how do they have that car? And how do, because we really don't know unless you've literally sat them down and you're like, tell me your whole entire life story. So 
I think it's just good for our mental well-being to just stay positive towards ourselves, towards other people, but to also keep in mind that once again, do you know their whole entire life story? Because if not, then you should not be driving yourself, torturing yourself, trying to wonder, you know, how they can afford this and how is that possible? Because you really don't know the whole entire story. Yes. Yes. That is very, very true. And that's why, you know, whenever I see other people, I'm like, okay, like they're doing that. Like, let me take note of that, but know that like, you know, they're probably at a different stage in their life than I am or in their entrepreneur journey than I am. So it's like nowadays, it's like, just take what you see with like a very, you know, little grain of salt, because it's like, it's not everything that's going on in their life. It's so easy, though, to fall into the trap of, oh, you know, their life must be so amazing because they post pictures with these people and anything like that. So it's just important to remember that we may not know exactly how they got to where they are. And it's not good for ourselves to judge because we don't know. And I think it's just better just to spread kindness to people because in the long run, when we all are 90 years old, and we all are looking back on our life, I think it's really, you know, powerful to just remember that life goes by quickly. And it's important to just be mindful of how you treat other people, because people remember your words and how you made them feel people don't really remember what kind of car you drove, even though it's like, it's so good to work hard and to have goals, of course. But even I have to remind myself sometimes, what's going to matter in 60 years? Like, is it really, you know, these things or it's just, I think it's good to just continuously, you know, check in with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. For sure. Before we roll into the final question that I ask every guest, where can people find you on social and just on the web in general? So my handle, so it's at Megan W. Gallagher, and that is Instagram. My website is also MeganWGallagher.com. I have Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. I have YouTube. I also have a TikTok. And I have my podcast, Reaching New Heights, and a new episode drops every Monday. I also have a lot of projects going on. I recently did a self-care Sunday series with Sports Mm. Illustrated Swim model, Kate Falk. And then we got featured in People and Yahoo, and it was amazing. And I currently am working on a mental health video series similar to that, but this one is specifically about mental health and raising awareness for brain trauma. And that's with Olympic snowboarder Jake Cates. And we are so excited. We're going to launch it next week. And then I also have pieces that I've written for Meditation Magazine, and I have those and it's just so amazing. But yes, basically Instagram, I would say is my main profile where I post everything. I'm everywhere on social media. I'm really, really active. And currently I'm just working on a new book, which I'm really excited about. That is going to be out in April of next year. I am editing it right now and working on it with my team and I'm super excited. And then fingers crossed, we're going to go on a virtual book tour but you know depending on covid and what happens things could be up in the air but book tour next year for sure 
fun, fun. And all of her links will be in the show notes below. So let's roll into the final question. This is a question, like I said before, that I've asked every single guest who has ever been on the podcast. That's like, what, 50-ish guests at this point? Based off of the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based on how you have fashioned your passion? My biggest tip would be never settle. It would be just stick to what feels right to you and just know that like anything is possible and just to not give up. I think, you know, you can't get it wrong when you're working hard and when you're keeping your eyes focused on where you want to be and you just, you know, you can't mess up what's meant for you. So I think just telling yourself those positive things, I personally believe that whatever is meant for you, it can't miss you. So I think just reminding yourself that keeping a positive attitude. (laughs) I love it. So good. Thank you so much again, Megan, for coming on. It was a pleasure to have you. And I am super excited for our listeners to listen to this episode. If you are listening, be sure to subscribe, rate and review the podcast and screenshot you listening to it. Tag Megan and I and let us know what you learned. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.